Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 171 with recurring guest Corey Kaplan, space cadet in Portland. Join the team as we catch up with Corey, who has recently relocated to the Pacific Northwest and get the scoop on his perspectives politically, journalistically, and I assume eschatologically. Welcome. What up, dude? You're on mute, Corey. Uh, I was so calm. I, I was very gracious. I said, hi, Raphael. Thank you for having me on the show. Hi, Jim. How are you? But now uh, I've lost the the very the element calm, of surprise cool, is gone. Open. Yeah. Hey, guys. That's his life. What up, dude? So this uh, episode 171, a really little palindrome thing there, but that's number nine, which is the Hermit card, the Virgo card, psychedelic, psychedelic. Uh, but in this deck, it's the alien. I bring back knowledge from distant places. Uh, the alien is about knowing your worth. You are perfect the way you are, being free, seeking answers within you, going deeper and understanding more of the universe, and taking the time to do something you've never done before. Raphael, what's the Galactic Heritage card? So here we got for a nine, it's number 63, Pleiades, Seeking Karmic Balance, Present Timeline. As a fourth to fifth density species in this era, Pleiadians are now experiencing a higher spiritual awakening. They recognize their past imbalances and have gained a sincere intention to balance karma by recognizing that all things happen for a reason and learning from their choices. This card encourages you to do the same. A Pleiadian guide is most likely assisting you with this. Take an honest look at your repeating challenges and know that karma is at work. These obstacles are gifts to help you move to the next level of your growth. Embrace them and open to the lesson they are teaching you. So, Space Cadet Corey, yes, what, sir. if anything, did resonate in those cards for you? The Hermit slash Alien card and Alien's well, balance Honestly, <clears throat> I, I feel like you were just speaking directly to me the entire time. So when you ask me what resonated, I'm like, yes, and the whole thing six ways to sunday um first of all uh a lot has happened since we last talked hamilton <laughs> i think you were on last time with and that was like yes, july hamilton. so it's october now. right yeah. and here we are again um yeah so these big big sort of tenpole moments and uh so it was very rapid my decision to come to portland obviously i've been watching what was going on in portland from a distance uh and then always a civilly unrested city it seems yeah Indeed. i would like ask so you wanted to move into a war zone <laughs> well, from well one, out of the frying pit of the fire or whatever they say right it, it, it's just it's like all of the things lined up and it was like yeah i'll go like it the pull was so strong i barely had to do anything myself like down to the the series of events is guiding me as much as i feel like i'm guiding them at that point which is really profound for me and scary but i feel like there's there's you know some big good things coming hopefully but um you know 
the series of events that unfolded that got me there, it's a long story, but basically I ended up just buying a ticket 10 days before uh, I was to move to Portland, just deciding to move to Portland. Keep in mind, I've never actually even been here. <laughs> During a fire, a West During, Coast So it wasn't on fire when I bought the ticket. And the reason I chose Thursday the 10th was because the flights were $99 cross country, $99. And for $70, I could bring my bike and 50 pounds and a giant suitcase and all of this stuff. So I just basically moved cross country for very little money. And, and if you didn't know, Portland has like one of, if not the best public transit systems. So you don't need a car at all if you're in a place that's serviced by public transit, which is a large swath of it. So I just sort of like transported my existence over into literally the opposite side of the country in every way imaginable. Like the ratio of Trump and, you know, Black Lives Matter um, flags Everything and posters inverted. inverted exactly like 50 50 just and you know and i arrived and like you said it was on fire it wasn't on fire when i bought the ticket but as i descended i spent the first five days in this brand new place curled up in bed and going out like it's dune outside or mars because the place where i live has no central air so the air inside was essentially the same as the air outside so i was breathing into my lungs the worst air on the planet for like five straight days and so you know me long enough with the whole twin peaks thing it's just like i'm falling into the biggest like black hole of a synchronicity festive it's like fire walk with me oh i'll show you like you know it's like holy walk crap. all around you <laughs> right yeah here let me just drive, dive straight into the middle of that you know and then the profundity of all of these things aligning which i you know still i'm not going to put a finger and define and say it is this thing but you know i've been using the apocalypse word for a while now it seems if you look around i'm not the only one anymore that's um, why I used the word eschatology. Es uh, es uh, yes, of course. But but my point is, I'm the normal. I'm the guy who's trying to normalize the word apocalypse. Like I'm trying to get the like. Literally, it's a song and a dance for me. So here's, are you ready, gentlemen? Here, here is here's the big one. Here's the announcement. I just only I would do such a stupid thing, but um. The, so you know the, the Abraham Lincoln statue that was knocked over. Have you heard about that? No, but I imagine that was during all this kind of like revision history weirdness. No, like, you know, so mon stuff, Monday night, so Monday night on <clears throat> Columbus Day, which has been, you know, over the years has been shifting into a, an observation of indigenous peoples instead of, you know, Columbus – um, in Portland, they were already celebrating it that way for quite some time, but an underground group, one of these, you know, it's part of the violent processors. There's, there's layers, right? In all of these groups, there's layers. That's what people don't see from the outside. There's all these layers. Anyway, on the really radical, basically straight up anarchist side on the left, when tempers flare, they come out and do, you know, they cross a threshold, they cross a boundary to get attention. And so on Monday night or Sunday night, late Sunday night, early Monday morning, they 
bro- tore down the statues of Teddy Roosevelt and Abraham effing Lincoln, right? Like, so at the core of this weird movement that's holding all of these protesters together is, you know, theoretically Black Lives Matter. But when your same movement is mixed in with people who are tearing down Abraham Lincoln, everything's gone a little sideways. <laughs> um <clears throat> So anyway, my point being, 48 hours later, one of the interesting things is during the day, Portland, you know, it cleans up. There's people feel safe on the streets. Um, young women walk alone. Uh, everyone kind of knows how to stay away from everyone. But uh, the podium where the Abraham Lincoln statue was is now vacant. And it says Abraham Lincoln on it. And they came and power washed most of all the graffiti off. But I did stand up on top of it and sing the opening number of Alexander Hamilton at full voice. And there just so happened to be a photographer there who I handed my my camera to, so I have the whole thing on video. So, yeah, I'm working on that right now. How dramatic, Corey. Not surprised. Right. Like, I just I'm like, I'm just going to I'm just going to be straight up telling you what I'm doing. I mean, part of me wants like you to be surprised when you see it. But I just want to share. I'd like, you know, normally, like if you're doing a production, you're working with multiple people. I'm just me. Um, But like, I can't, you know, me, I'm watching it. I'm like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this. But on top of that, because of the way that it's filmed, I'm I'm motion tracking it. And it's like all of these things that I've done with Alexander Hamilton are all coming into play and you don't understand tomorrow night the cast of the original Hamilton is having a fundraiser for Joe Biden <laughs> like and so at, at that point it's like well you see this big overarching mono meta monomyth thing it's real and when you start playing into it it plays back and you become part of the tapestry or whatever but it is a it's an it's an art war to be perfectly honest it's an a war of art and the the human mind <clears throat> our reality is crafted through visioning and art is the most profound ability we have to create vision for people and that's what's at play because ultimately the media is a technology that is built to harness art and so I went from the city, which is arguably the least amenable to the artist or to art, the military city, and I went to, you know, the center of it all. I went to, it used to be San Francisco, but I the tech companies have pushed yeah, I probably all shifted of, to Portland in the 90s. Right, or it has. It's, this is it. And so I'm at the, I'm at the line and I'm literally at the line. Like I'm walking between both camps. I went between the Proud Boys rally and the Black Lives Matter. I saw the difference between the little kind of scrappy Antifa guys. I see the tactics that they use to get people riled up. Like you can do the math. You can literally sit down and do the math, but people don't want to do the math. It's a show. It's a, you know, it's a, they, they want their cause to, to be reckoned with. And so I found myself in the middle of all of this and I'm like, well, now what? And so my answer is, um, I'm going to, to become a Lyft driver and, and talk to people on a one-by-one basis. 
um and you know do my crazy videos when when uh when it all sinks together because this is the craziest effing time ever but and i'm trying to enjoy it right like so that's my point like i'm doing musical theater and it's it's a paradox because you can see you know i'm a stressed individual i'm always neurotic and, and anxiety filled but <clears throat> You know, there I am trying to rock well, at least out. Now you have weed, right? Well, well, and that's at the center of it all, and that's why SpaceCadet.com's time has arrived. Everywhere in Portland, I'm like, oh, everything is Space Cadet. You should spend like a hundred bucks on stickers and just smash them everywhere. Like, I'm. I, I, that's not that that's on idea. the that's on the radar sir right now I, I i'm finding stability in my life but you better believe that's on the radar just don't need um, blood get the money from that <laughs> i'm I, it's it's word of it's word of mouth and i'm watching my my analytics so even though i can't count on youtube to naturally give people my videos I can watch when I get them to come there manually by giving them my URL. You know what I mean? So it's like you you can see that it's that people are watching. And I'm I became aware very quickly that, oh, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This is this is this is my purpose. This is my special purpose. You know, <laughs> like, the song um, history has its eyes on you came to mind because you were talking about all these kind of layers. And that song yeah. has quite a bit of musical themes well leaving. okay so here's here's the mind fuck jim here's the mind fuck when you're listening to that song as an individual and you actually wonder is this song actually about me in this instance <laughs> like I, I know that that's everything but specifically with hamilton in this moment in history it's well, a little weird right that's, that's exactly it's a what it is that you can, it's an, it's right. an atmosphere yes. you can dip your head into right whether and, you and, permanently dwell there is one thing but like that's what everybody's always done and not to, to be no no, like, no 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 it seems people launch that you know atmosphere level and it's like it, oh this is the meta level and it's the mechanism the it's the mechanism of self-fulfilling prophecy and if you have a positive attitude and you're centered and all the stuff that you're always talking about blah 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 chi chakras blah 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 and then you know you're you can well, take like that your blood pumps whether you're health nut or not but but then it's about the trajectory and it, in any case my point is it's a convergence there's a convergence of things and when you can have, when you have a convergence it can be a really good convergence or a bad convergence so here is what the universe has presented we with and i'm sharing with you in this moment you can be a part of it we are a part of it in this moment like this absurd set of series of traumas in the one column and joys in the other column arrived simultaneously such that a bipolar person such as myself was weirdly evenly balanced enough to be functionally creating my my media under this cloud like i i rode this manic moment into this thing and here we all sit in it and it's a i'm we're all in this really big one now like this this sort of the because the u.s presidential election is a symbolic vote if nothing else we're going through the left door or right door 
Right. And and there's a lot of uncertainty, like in the timelines in terms of uh, ballots and chicanery and all of that stuff. COVID. But, Right. But, but, you know, and of course, we've got Supreme Court justice. We this is created. uh, You can look at this. And I my my claim here is that this is the thing we've been warning ourselves about. This is the grand prophecy has been about this weird little tornado of timelines, Twin Peaks, all of this stuff that's literally talking about the 2020 election. And I know I'm, I'm going all in on this. But, but How does it, Twin Peaks relate to the election? Well, uh, so the time, the, the nuke and the time lock and the timelines, there's a self-awareness of being in a show, that's a theme, uh, a self-awareness of different timelines, uh, avoiding a great disaster, breaking a cycle, um, seeing reality on multiple levels. There's there's a particular meta story that's unfolding. And I mean, I have to tell you, boys, uh, fighting the paranoia off some days is, uh, is quite a, quite a trick. But, um, I watched Utopia today and I was like, holy crap. And then I stopped watching it because I feel like the, the show is about me and not the other way around. And that's a state of infinite paranoia, right? Like I am in the center of chapel perilous right now, but I'm also, cool as a freaking cucumber and so i think that mary jane it's it is it has to be but also at the same time part of my journey has been this is not just Corey goes and checks into hotel california i am smoking far too much marijuana right now for what is healthy i am flying my emotions and this thing that i'm doing like an airplane with you know psychological pharmaceuticals and you know uh, coffee and changing to tea and you know i it's like flying an airplane but I'm here in the heart of it, and I'm like, fuck that. I Fuck you, Fox News. Fuck you, CNN. Fuck you, local news. I'm going to fly to Portland and find out what the fuck is going on. 30 days later, here I am, and guess what? I'm gently easing my way into town and not trying to offend anyone you know like that's the truth of it like i like this place i don't want to i don't want to fuck this up like um i figured you fit in i mean right i'm i'm home i'm home like space cadet the space cadet.com network has a home base this place is awesome um, and it's not just the honeymoon period. I, I just, I, the more people I meet, it's, it, there's no question, but also it's a challenge, right? Like it is, there is a huge human puzzle that needs to be solved on the ground in Portland. It is on the verge of becoming a humanitarian crisis. If, the economy collapses and the feds push in. Okay. It is the front. This is a, this is a fault line of humanity. And so I can be flip about all the other stuff in the apocalypse and the story and all that. Well, it's and all like a culture war legit and in play, but right. But the harmonics are such that this story is playing out on multiple levels at the same time. And the alignments in 2020 astrologically up to and including Jim, this is where it all comes together for you. The grand conjunction, right? 
in December. What is the grand conjunction? Everyone's the, the grand conjunction comes with a conspiracy theory associated with the presidency, especially assassinations. Also, Jim, the grand conjunction was when the Black Lodge opened in Twin Peaks. But here's the thing. The grand conjunction happens once only every 20 years. 60, 80, 00, 20, not in the 90s when Twin Peaks was supposed to have happened. So therefore, Twin Peaks, by its very nature, according to its astrology, is separated out of its timeline. And this part right here was my sort of smoking gun to my theory of Twin Peaks being self-referential inside of itself with the timelines and our timeline. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what has the, I mean, you say it's like a front line, like how volatile do you feel it is or how much do you think it's a bunch of kind of like, well, you know, punks versus like it's cops fear. thing. It's fear. So everyone does not trust. So look, this is my, this is my number one skill as a human being. And I'm, this is not pride. This is just fact. I can if I have the right dosage of chemistry fit in with just about anyone, because I love people, I love meeting different kinds of people. And, and I just, and that gets me indoors. Other people don't get in because I genuinely, you know, they, I'm not perceived as a threat because I not. <laughs> um, and so I went in one day from people who I'm pretty sure were paid political operatives to, you know, the real citizens to, you know, real Black Lives Matter activists to, um, you know, proud boys, good old boys, rah, 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 to the right wing, you know, Southern barbecue crowd, to the cops, to the nerds on the internet, like in one day. And so, I can see between the groups, everyone is very fearful of each other. And it's like Lord so, of the Flies in that sense. It's it like, is. Oh, shit. What group? Who's Piggy? Who's going to die? Where's the monster? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And so these things happen at night, which are blown up by the media, but are actually fairly small in scale. And that anxiety then reverberates through all of the cultures who don't know each other, which creates more and more animosity. Like, this is the heart of everything right here. And it's, it's, it's not that simple, of course, because then you get into the nitty gritty of all of the, you know, the how do you deal with the homeless problem and what are the societal ills that got them there in the first place and what scabs do you want to pick open, you know? Like, is there some ugly things lying below? low but it's the art war right always where these things come together this place moves it the it's not the city name it was in the east village in the 60s and 70s it did go to san francisco now it's in portland i think it's it's the where the the and it was in seattle in the 90s um but it moves and and this is the stand it's this is stephen king's the stand 
Stephen King, 19. It's about now. I'm not kidding. And, and everyone's like, wow, that's, I'm like, no, but really. And, and, and that's a big paradigm shift. It's a huge paradigm shift, but I've been laying a ground. I've been laying a groundwork for some time now. So I can step through this portal and say, no, really prophecy is real. No, even if Stephen King doesn't think he is, Stephen King was talking about this time right now, which, oh, by the way, is kind of an apocalypse. Um, but we the can mayor in Portlandia, the guy from Twin Peaks? Yes, it's Kyle McLaughlin. There is part of me, Jim, who has to say, literally, is that a prophecy about me? Which is weird, which is really weird. It's really weird, but there's a lot there. If the more I watch Portlandia, I'm like, have I been programmed? Is this about me? Am I this archetype? What's going on here? But yeah, I want to be mayor of Portland. I absolutely do. I've ridden through this whole thing on my bike at night. I that love it. Dope. I, I love it. I love this town. I, I've gone. And- I I biked to the top of the Riverwalk Cemetery and and uh, smoked weed by the grave of one of the like media magnets over the uh, river. And I, I just I love the people of all walks of life. I love the bars. I love the food. This place. And, and this is it. This is Jim. This is why it's here, because the forces of Donald Trump and real estate and the industry titans of Silicon Valley are pushing back against the art forces which are holding the line in portland like it's very fundamental it's it's very particle and wave but like if you can untangle it you can see it really is that that simple and like the the spiritual artists are just like trying to work out a way to figure out how to talk together so what are your thoughts rafael like the story about what where do you start well i don't know i thought you might have some insight into i mean i it's not to demystify the situation i think where we are is the center of it all uh and you're starting to tune in it seems to your myth a little better it doesn't mean you weren't in the right place before but that was preparing you in some way to like i mean it seems and i've heard heard enough but it seems like you've got to have certain pressures to cause you to kind of like do things so unquestionably like it it you put yourself down when you make certain decisions this is the twin peaks line too right the past dictates the future so once you've set certain things in motion you can't unset them so that changes your trajectory for sure yeah there's a i don't know if you'll I mean, I don't know if there's a bus. I was there with a friend, um, and he had a car. So we went out to the beach, which is like the haystacks thing. That's really pretty. I like that. Smoked some DMT out there. And then um, the uh, Multnomah Falls thing. That's really pretty area. I went there. I, I yeah. went I went and took some uh, a picture. And uh, that's – I. one of my roommates was going out of town, and he wanted me to drive him to the airport. And so uh, I was sort of doing some practicing because I'm going to drive for Lyft. And then uh, he said, hey, man, you should drive out to the falls. And it was raining, of course. So, But it was beautiful. I mean, it's like you're in the falls when it's raining all around you. And it's just – it's one of the – it's second tallest uh, year-round waterfalls in the country, I want to say. And just gorgeous, surrounded by beautiful trees and mountains. It's dope. Yeah, Adam, um, Big Gully, and I smoked a lot of weed, a couple joints. Over on the – I mean, if you're facing – 
the river, I guess, the gorge thing or whatever that river is, uh, from the falls to the right. Because the train tracks go right underneath, like that area. There's a footpath or something weird, and uh, I think maybe it was above us. So we went underneath the train as it was going. We we're like smoking a joint. Like, oh my god, we're underneath the train. What the fuck? Uh, so if you ever go back out there, you could type it where like trains go above you. It's very bizarre. So what are some of the pros and cons that you're? Not, I mean, obviously there's a lot of cool stuff, but uh, I mean even Burnside is pretty cool. I wish I had had a skateboard there then, but now I don't. So. Um, what are, you know, how are you fitting in with the communities? How's the social distancing? Like, I mean, it seems like people yeah. take it seriously out there. Oh, right. It's the other end of the world. Um, and because I like to travel into different communities, which of course it makes me terrible probably in the COVID world, but you know, like I've been on public transfer transportation and, um, you go into like the Walmart section of town and it's like people don't care as much about the masks because Walmarts are people as much as a store, I, th I suppose. Um, but, uh, but you know, when you're in <clears throat> downtown and, and most Portland, Portlanders are very, very serious about masks and disinfectant and, and, and visibly anxious about it. Like they're always eyes are darting about even when you're outside to keep six feet of distance between the Wait, masks on when you you're walking. Why you said you're paranoid or something <laughs> oh guys there is no way that i can adequately here. paint the picture about what dodging in and out of a of a city of the future on an electronic bike while wearing you know what seems like a cost a superhero costume effectively <laughs> um you know with my camera creating films i mean the whole thing is is pretty um plus your helmet level. press i thought it was funny um, but but the one of the big things, of course, is that to to keep my stability, I actually have to be like looking at an actual stable life. So I'm I'm like you know I eventually found my way into the whole lift thing. Um, but the um, you know I I've I'm been surprised going... that's going considering like you would think that's like a well for COVID. Your options are that or public transit. This there's a barrier and it's a class discrepancy. So um, I I gather that it's a frontline worker position. So there's always demand. There's demand for it, right? Um, so I'll be on the front 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 lines. Um, but my point was kind of in the medium term. Look, spacecadet.com. It's a kind of a media kind of network and also you know we talk about weed and i want to know more about the industry and and kind of from a beginner's perspective <clears throat> the complexities of marijuana and obviously there's all these different dispensaries but with covid you can't get close in and and sm smell and and it's a weird thing that's going on from a psycho spiritual standpoint this whole thing is a very ritualistic symbolic something you know like i i don't everyone has different opinions over you know, on the genesis of 
how such things would occur, right? Like, so some people would say, <clears throat> oh, God could cause a, a bacteria to come, uh, a virus to come to Earth, or a randomly generated virus happen, or a randomly generated virus that somebody planted for X reasons. Yeah, I mean, there's there, whatever the case may be, we are in this bizarre scenario where people are forced to like make a lot of very A, B decisions about important things about how we are human like what is more important it, it feels very much like a test you take online what is more important your personal togetherness or your life and i have to tell you like i've i have seen both sides and sort of and it's it's not just you go to portland and everyone in portland is one way and everyone in in virginia is the other it's just that that's what they show on the surface everyone underneath still has the same discussion, but like you do wonder I, how long, I, you know, I I'm lucky. Well, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I made myself go to Portland because I knew I would be able to choose what kind of weed I got and get reliable weed. That was a strain. I knew it was so that, it, you know, it would help me cope with reality. So like, not everyone has that that advantage. So I think people are going crazy because of how we've had to change our lives for COVID, that it feels like a kind of psychological torture program. And if we find out that it's or not really if we find out that it's not really all that deadly to to begin with in the end, if Trump is right about this. Good God, what like, have we done? Yeah, what yeah. have we done? Brains blessed, finally. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this gets tricky. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I mean, you've been watching the politics. I don't really pay attention, right? But it's like the debate was atrocious. Well, oh, and that's um, the other thing. That's the other thing. They that one non-debate, and then neither of them are going to debate again. We're going to have a presidential election without a real, actual debate because no one can talk about the issues. There, it, it's so twisted up. I'm like, put me in the game, put me in the coach. Put, I've got to not be so high at the time. But if Being I was John not, Malkovich, put me in the coach. Put game. me in the coach in the game. Coach. Uh, but obviously, it wouldn't be quite uh, this high, which I can be, and not feel guilty about it. Because I'm in Portland, and everything will be fine. You'll see. I hope. I, I don't really know what to expect. I think that's part of the magic. I mean, in some weird way, it seems a lot of forces are playing out. Um, it wouldn't surprise... I don't... I, don't, I keep forgetting where... It, I mean, I say the, the debate, the election, I'm like, I don't even think about it. I'm like, I don't think this is going to go down normal. It's probably going to be dingling Chad type stuff again. Um, well, and I think that's the expectation. And so let's kind of draw a little circle around this for a second and just let's let's bring this back to normal crazy reality. Um, and like so, OK, so we think about the situation that we're in. One of one of my core concepts is breaking this idea out of quantum of quantum reality and many different quantum realities into real time. So we can sort of look at this moment in time that's happening where we will decide, okay, will there be this Supreme Court justice? Yes or no. There's a doorway that that creates a, you know, a, a fork in the road that we all go through. And then on the other side of that, that has opened up all of the branching possibilities for what happens with all 
all of the states and all of the ballots and all of the chads. And so that's this cloud of, you know, huge uncertainty that we have created for ourselves. Now, I'm sort of thinking maybe this is done on purpose for a good thing, like to avoid a something disastrous. Um, but maybe this is how it always is. And we're just more aware of how serious it is at this moment in history. I mean, and then, even, sorry to interrupt you, no, but just very briefly, um, to make the most simple analogies to something like 9-11 or Iraq war, weapons of mass destruction, uh, or many other things that came after. I mean, the basic playbook always is the same. And just by judging by that standard, I mean, I don't, I can understand, but it's kind of hard for me to really truly empathize uh, to someone who still says they can't recognize the pattern, you know, even on just on that very, very, very basic level. Well, but there's varying degrees of intensities of the pattern aligning. Well, maybe, and you know, of course, the individual assessment is up to each and every one, but just of as course. a simple example, like with 9-11, you know, eventually people have been made to be super scared of, you know, I, I want to find the right words for this, uh, some supposedly scattered, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, not just that, but they're kind of stuck in some mountain somewhere, yet they're totally able to bring down that place. And so on. And so it's just the same thing as always. You make people super scared. You tell them through the full force of propaganda. And I can remember because even in 2001, when this thing happened, because I noticed these things, even though I was like 10 or whatever, you see on the main television shows in Germany or whatever, they even changed the logos because now it's not their normal logo. Now it's the war on terror. They had that done pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so it's always the same playbook that, you know, something happens, they uh, create the boogeyman and uh, focus all energy and attention on that. And the real harm that's being done is happening completely elsewhere. Well, and with, when there, because there is an actual danger in a sense, but it's usually has not been what, uh, you know, a consensus mainstream propaganda has told the population, I mean, like ever or at I think least the last a few decades. I think that's a great way to look at it, Raphael, actually. Like, if you look at the clusterfuck that is this election and everything that got us here and this moment as its own kind of 9-11 already, that's an actually interesting perspective on it. If even though we're looking at something which is ongoing or happening in the near future as a kind of disaster, that gives us a bit of an opportunity to look at what's going on underneath of us in the disaster while it's going on. And to your point, Raphael, what we might be distracted from right now at this very moment while said disaster is going on. Was that Donald Rumsfeld or, I mean, Dick Cheney at the beginning being sampled with uh, Eisenhower kind of saying, watch out? I was just thinking about the song you picked, Raphael. Well, in the end, I'm pretty sure it was Eisenhower. In the beginning, I'm not sure. It sounded like Dick Cheney, but I could be wrong. 
Um, yeah, it's an interesting time. There's a lot of ins and outs, as the big old Musk would say. I think in some ways, like, it's all going where it needs to go, but, you know, any mom's face during giving birth doesn't look too happy. Well, and I think it's really important for me to say, you know, for especially if someone who's hearing this the first time and doesn't know my thing, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 no, but, but like, but other people's apocalypse are not my apocalypse. <laughs> like, I should have explained that at the beginning. Um, yeah, that's, that's got to work on that. But, um, but, but no, I, I, we repeat ourselves a lot. And I think when the three of us are talking, I don't think to explain it again for the first time, but it bears repeating. Okay. So I think what we're looking at is an apocalyptic magic meme moment, right? There are people who understand the way these things work and can basically summon an apocalypse, whether they know they're doing it or use those words or not. Somebody planned 9-11 and it went reasonably deep. It wasn't just guys in a hill, right? This gets crazy because I have a friend who sees it predicted in the Zohar. Possibly. So like, you know, Absolutely. Just, like, just scripted in the fucking yeah. somewhere. But again, this is when you're looking at fractal patterns on an infinite scale, it's not it's not that unusual. Like you could have a repeating pattern that looked that so unique, but was part of a repeating pattern too. I, I, I'm not saying that it's not, but again, it's like the, the way that I, me moving to Portland became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Those things can do the same thing. It's, it's being an, it's the meme moment, right? Like, so the people who are involved in creating well, that's that why this spectacle, might be the last president. <laughs> or whatever. That's the whole thing. But you know, right? I'm not into QAnon right now. But the whole point is like, like, oh look, this book has a Baron Trump kid and time travel and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh shit, this is bizarre. if we can if we can make all the stories come true at once and everyone can relax, then that is an outcome which I would find favorable. And that's something that I've kind of been working towards. It is going to be interesting to see. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's like imagine nine eleven. Like you know how some songs uh have like symbols in reverse or things, so it's like like delay. It's like right. Like that's how this election feels. Yes, it's like an exact reverse nine eleven. Nine eleven. Very David Lynch. Like very very David Lynch. Very very David Lynch. Yeah, so it's gonna be fascinating to see what little, happens. Little little tenet action going on too. Tenet was dope. I saw that a few times now. Um. I thought, what were your you were you saw it in theater or how'd that work? I, I saw I it in the theater because Virginia had theaters open, baby. I saw Tenet in the apparently. theater. Um, yeah, I, I saw three movies three weeks in a row, and then I and then I went to Oregon, so I got I got a little bit of theater in there. It was on my birthday. I I, I got to go to a movie on my birthday with my stepfather. We went to go see Inception in IMAX. Uh, and there were only like four people in the theater and I had a beer and I saw Inception in IMAX uh, on my birthday with my stepdad. You drank in the IMAX? Yeah, baby. Yes. No, it was great. We had a great time. I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of uh, presidents and shit in the past had flasks. It's like, you know, like our uh, policies on substances and stuff. But I guess people just don't want, like, you know, the crazy town drunk just showing up and be like, well, I can do whatever I want because I can. I don't, I mean, they charge $10 a beer, so, and you can't bring outside beers in, so. That's a tax. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that seems to be the whole fucking Babylonian theme here. Right. 
Well, and that, that begs a lot of question of if, if we are doing this dance and then there is an alignment or a choice, what, what are the choices facing us and what will your votes be? Because this is, we, we do vote. The to, to mask or not to mask, to uh, vaccine or not to vaccine, to, to blue or to red, to do lo- let are, it track your options. location. But well, those are the loudest options. But For these... example, I'll wear a mask when I'm required to, but I'm not just walking around with a mask. And I go to the skate park when I was skateboarding. Well, the, that that one okay. wasn't the the other ones were votes yes or no that that one was I that's the symbolic we are coming we are being programmed to choose to make a big hard choice and that I find instructive like I think that we're going through this little like toughening up process of ugh I'm forced to choose between these hard things or these impossible things or this future that doesn't look bright but I'm still gonna have to choose. Um, I, I think that's that's sort of something to look at too, like actually getting off autopilot, and you know, can can we get off autopilot and feel like we're actually making a choice? Raphael, have any thoughts on choice? Well, it's like you said, Corey. The question on choice, you know, always come back, comes back to the idea, in my view, of course, there is absolute free will, just as you mentioned also with the, if even you were mentioning it, yeah, of course, the convergence of timelines and all of that. <clears throat> what it made me think of as well, as you talked about this, uh, you know, vortex of energy shifting, I would ascertain there certainly still is some kind of strange dimensional vortex right about Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco. But again, that was just my experience. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Those those wormholes, once you open those wormholes, I don't believe they ever fully close. They, um, the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it, the whole town was on something called a Hellmouth. Um, you know, it was like, you know, just one of those demon, uh, I'm not in uh, like the horror like genre. A black so I don't, ley line or a dark or, ley line. <laughs> right. But those are those are very, very real. And I look at like, the quantum events of a particular moment as being very consistent with things like ley lines, like the things that flow along particular lines flow along probabilities. And so when you have a dark event that occurs in a place, it's not just the memory, it's the energy that shifted around the darkness that occurred in that place. That's why houses are actually haunted. Like the energy that whatever went on in that place spread out into the world is still connected to that structure in various ways. Um, you know, you can learn from those hauntings, but like it's it all fits together, man. And so, yeah, hate Ashbury. I believe it. <laughs> Raphael, I'm kind of curious as to what he just said, what your opinion on it would be in the sense that uh, maybe there's a residue of frequency that's accessible. If you are on that vibratory level, I guess, like, I don't think people who don't want to experience hauntings will. Whereas if it's like in your subconscious that like you think things like that can happen or like like maybe there's a reflection of oneself where it's like I haven't processed fully something. I think that's when it starts having hiccups in the Dow or something like that. But I don't know. I'm kind of curious, Raphael, what you think about like paranormal oddness, like hauntings and shit. Well, as far as I can understand with these phenomenon, just like with UFOs, it of course also greatly depends on individual belief systems. And whether or not you're able and willing to process or witness 
whatever quote unquote paranormal or outside the box uh, concept you may be perceiving or object or voice or whatever and then again just as we spoke with paul it's about agreements and uh, shared realities and to what extent then consciously or unconsciously you may share a certain parallel reality whereas then you may both or all of the all people going somewhere may hear something in particular yet there may still be someone who appears to be completely unaffected i mean wasn't it even who was it, Huna or someone? Oh, no, no, it was uh, Sifu Paul Boggy Brighton who mentioned that anytime he steps into a haunted place, like the spirits are gone. Yeah, so I just want to say that it energetically. Yeah, whatever happens, I just want to say that it's. I think it's very individual. Well, so I see. If for a moment, maybe as an exercise, if you could try to remove the experiences of what haunting and paranormal as you currently understand them to be just put them aside for a moment and i'm just going to draw something very very like no just nuts and boltsy right so you but even i'm going to describe it using something that's not karma right like so you you talk in terms of human karma and the the interconnected web of energy that connects everything, right? Well, wood, and for that matter, any building material also has an interconnected field of energy. Twin Peaks especially makes a lot of wood because wood was alive, was very, very alive and in the same exact state that it was in, you know, in, in a lot of uses, right? Like it's literally like you carved a stake out of it and your house is made of tree stakes. And so all of those realities, the realities that sort of surround the tree's life and the people who live in the house, and of course, because it's it's carbon, it's life, it's slowly decaying over time. So all of those little time signatures all connect and ripple off of each other. So if some event in a place you know, chars a door or something that has a particular weight of connectivity through quantum space. And if if you see that as one side of the equation, and then on the other side of the equation, just like there's people who's nearsighted and farsighted, you have people in, in your everyday life who see the energy in the fields close to you, local in space-time, very sharp. Some people see it more diffuse. Some people see it brighter. Some people see it more colorful. It, it looks a little different to everyone, but what you're seeing is that sort of resonance that sort of refracts through the multiple dimensions or whatever. Did that did that paint a picture? And then people people on those sorts of mechanics paint the stories of different um, uh, uh, of different. Um, hauntings and stuff you know like like it, it i'm saying that it leaves a gateway where it's possible but it's also by its very nature impossible to quantify something that you you know it's barely a blip on the little screen and there is definitely something in the energy in the air we've seen those we've seen those things in the schumann resonance and all of that but like i i think i think it, it's vertical I, I think it works all the way through Well, 
I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry no. about that monologue. No, I like it. That's why we got you on. Uh, I'm going to think about that. Let's play a quick track. I picked this because I think you'll like it. Uh, it's Jack White and I think, uh, I forget her name, like, uh, what's her name, Raphael? You see the track title. <laughs> it's here. It, I mean, this rather reminds me of some like politicians or something. It says Portland, Oregon, Loretta Lynn and Jack White. Yeah, it's a good track. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. I'm back. Am I back? Are we back? Are we here? Is this real? The perennial questions, right? <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no, it's, I'm starting to realize, I mean, it's funny, and I'm sure this is obvious. I'm willing to sell esteem prophecies again for the second time um, with my fiance, and she's never heard it. And it's talking, I mean, just a lot of things. It just finished the jinky. The holographic nature of the thing is just fascinating because it's like how you are, you will see. And what you see is who and how you are operating. So there's people in Portland who aren't dealing with much of any. I mean, like the people who are afraid, they're going to be the fearful ones. And they're projecting that and they're maintaining it, right? And then people who are kind of doing different stuff. I'm sure there's people in Portland who don't even get political or any. You know, it's like there's like, oh, whatever, I smoke weed and I chill. That's how it felt more. Like, I mean, what part of the town are you in? Uh, I'm uh, on the other side of the river from where the stuff generally goes down. It's very, um, you know, it's very diverse all around town. But I'm in, I'm in a good, safe place. Like, um, I love the neighborhood that that I'm in, and uh, I just everything just went so perfect. Like the the price, the place, the location. Um, you know, roommates who are willing you don't to- have to be a nudist deal with i don't i i'm almost disappointed that that, that one would have been much more affordable but just for the one. listeners and Raphael, he had Corey had hit me up a little before he's like do you know anybody in portland uh will you pretend to be a former landlord so i can get like <laughs> get in? Don't, I was like, don't out me well shit it's i was like i don't know if i feel comfortable doing that uh because this could come back to bite my ass but um uh, he had had this guy I, I don't tell explain what happened. It was Craigslist. I don't even know. Like some guy was like, well, "Oh, I'm right. Okay, yeah, okay." So like, well, look when you live with, when you live with your mom and you're trying to get a place. <laughs> like, well, let me talk to your escape is very well, Machiavelli. So before before I the, the place where I I was, and I think I was even asking you about this place. I was like, before I I ended up just telling my landlord, I'm like, look, you can run a background check on me. I live with my mom. I'll give you a couple of months. Rent. What do I have to do here? Um, but um, yeah, so I just went on Craigslist, and there was this guy who was offering a place, and the price was great. He was like, just so you know, I'm a nudist. If and that's I hope a pro- you are too. And I hope that's not a problem. It. But you but you don't have to be. But you don't have to be. And then I, you know, I was like, well, I'm not a nudist, but uh I need a room, so uh this sounds interesting. And um But then but he watched he, the Twin Peaks shit and said no, as though that was too no, weird. My, my, no, 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 my Portland broadcasting stuff. He's probably too weird. He he probably thought I was too straight laced for him, honestly. Interesting. Which is um, weird for me, but I, it's a different kind of weird than I am. I'm a different right. category of weird. You're more um, mentally odd, and he's maybe more socially odd or something like that. 
or I was just, it was kink. Kink is a good because because kink and weird have a weird overlap, right? Because most people, some people who are kinky, you wouldn't think are weird. Other people who like are kinky are kinky always kind of normalized. Well, well even the you know the word kinky, even. Oh, what do you mean? Well, kinky is weird with a sexual connotation, right? Uh, it's like a, a sexual proclivity, I think. A kink. But is it, 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 but it, kink denotes strange, does it not? Like, it, it, by its very nature, it's unusual. Like, kink is something weird, out of the ordinary, right? I don't, I'm not sure. I've never looked it up. I, I think that's kind of the gist. I mean, like, yeah, it's like, this is, that's what I was saying. Like, kissing everybody's kind of into, and whereas, like, I don't know, Japanese men so there's, there's used underwear kink, from a fucking... Kinky weird, kink. kinky normal, not kinky weird, not kinky normal, if we're going to draw. And we can just move on to the next topic. I don't think we have to belabor the, the the kinky weird spectrum. But in any well, case... you are in Portland now. I, I was... Look, I'm the kind of person who uh, clearly doesn't... Uh, not much stops me. So some guy lounging around the house, nude... That wouldn't have been an optimal situation. Luckily enough, he didn't like the cut of my jib, and I ended up in a much better place, and I'm glad I'm here. It all pans out. I don't know how I'd do with nudity. I mean, like that, where it's like, I'm not asking for this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, so what? Like, I mean, it's his house, too, so at some level, I'd feel like I couldn't. Oh, uh, it just I, thought it, I thought it would be hilarious. Like, I mean, I for like a month. But I wasn't thinking I would be there for a long period of time, which probably was, you know, another reason he was interested in talking to me because, like, I'm just like, well, you know, then I'll have a story because I'm living with a guy who likes to be in the nude all the time. Um, so are you trying to do anything mainstream with the news out there? Or are you trying to do your own thing fully? Like, because you're doing Lyft now, but I mean, are you trying to be a freelance journalist? Or how do you look at that? So I'm basically looking at, as well i'm operating i'm trying to show a ever increasingly select group of people from other times in my life what i'm doing right now as it's sort of coming together so it's a little bit of speak now or forever hold your peace but it's more just like hey if you want to be a part of this you have something to say just look at there's plenty of opportunity to, to jump right in here um, but you know, it still looks like madness to them. Um, <clears throat> you know, they don't go out to the frontiers that you guys do in terms of perceptions of the universe and what's going on. So a lot of what I say is even more gobbledygook, um, to them. So trying to draw a very simple public picture as this very complex thing unfolds and kind of keep both narrative threads going for like the people who are watching the one. Cause I, cause I, I have a decent mix now. It, it, it kind of has converged. I brought a very specific group of Twin Peaks Not fans. Psycho, through the uh, ringer. Girlfriends. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I haven't heard. No one has jumped out of the woodwork to recently to, I'm sure it's going to happen at the worst possible time, but I'm expecting it from some direction. I not even, even not even expecting but um but i think uh, you got out of that timeline i think that was the east coast thing i feel like i think I the did east coast too. was a fucking clusterfuck and you were going insane and i was like i was always telling you i was like bro move anywhere it was in vegas move I, move go fucking be a bus boy in tennessee who cares but like there was there is something 
there is something to the flow of the events of my time here and arriving uh, there and arriving here that all of that shit I was going through was preparing me for this. Like this, just this last month or 40 days, if you well, can't have like mental scar tissue. So like really it is. things might not fuck you over. <laughs> it, it, it really is. I mean, I, after all of the crazy adventures you've known me for, all of that, it feels like was just getting me prepared to be calm in this moment. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, like mismanagement of the liquor cabinet, very similar to the Trump presidency or something. <laughs> <laughs> eh. It's going to be an interesting couple of months. And at this point, I think the interesting – or the, the thing that's Where are the aliens? For... I want the aliens. Well, I'm like, fuck all this shenanigans aren't, shit. Like, aren't we, we need a bigger aren't we already thing. here – no, but I'm saying like we need something beyond the political news cycle. Oh, like well, this is okay. just like well, so it's the same. Look, and, man, uh, I didn't hear what Corey just said, Jim. Uh, I'm, it's oh yeah, the, he said it's, we're already here. Like, yeah, he's it's the, the alien same. Car. Jesus Christ, it's the same. It's the same apocalypse, one way or another, bro. Um, no, it, it's the a com. I, I searched for a long time to try to describe the exact system that would make people see it, but then it just occurred to me you could just say, "No, look, it's a it's a combination of technologies and ideas in certain areas that are converging together to create what is an inevitable group intelligence that is both an organic and a digital hive mind moving forward into the future and presumably into multiple dimensions." So well, the technology launched us to a new state of what it is to be us but then we're still going to be us if that makes sense like well like we're, literacy we're, caused us to be more and that's just uh, us is a uh, us is a a, a strand Species. that we follow through time so us changes but 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 this is a this is a real connectivity point where when you get jacked in, I think this is, you know, from my personal experience, from talking to countless other people, when this shit goes mainstream, when you get jacked in, it really, it, I think for some people will be doing like a DMT trip without maybe having to actually do the trip. You see what I'm saying? Like that sort of thing. That's what McKenna was saying to do psychedelics. Is like it'll prepare you for post-2012. It's okay, just going to get weirder but, and weirder. Yeah, and I'm like, isn't that what's been happening all but year? We're not people talking, having crazy We're trips. not talking about us, y'all. We're not talking about no, we're us. We're talking about more like your mom or my dad Right, or without whatever. taking, step back, step back. Look at the mechanism again strip all of this away what if it's an imagination mechanism and certain people spend more time in imagination space and then at certain times the human shield deploys imagination time and then we can recraft and you know really create something in that moment to move our whole, when I say our whole species, whatever the biggest collective we can be a part of, right? Because let's Have be honest that, about um, that. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Schenectady, New York thing. I forget what it's yeah. called. Like, I heard, not yeah. I heard, yeah, oh, it's, what's, No, no, no. That's it's Schenectady, New York. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like that, where it's like there's an internal system, like there's a mo like a, a base mode Lego or something. And it's like, that's people's individual lives. And they're very committed to their material reality. They might see things in terms of their the phenomena of their neurological system mostly and like their agreement or, or not to whatever. But it's pretty much like head down. You're taking your test. 
like you know in a class where it's like all right let's take our midterms or whatever it's like people just zone in into their fucking essay or whatever and they don't they don't even notice people sneezing or time you know what i mean like it just turns into this very focused moment right and then there's, well, I think, uh, there's all those oh. focus moments happening and it's sort of dilating out and instead of that being the atypical part which is the the, the um the dilation of the focus being imaginal and whether it's psychedelic or visionary state or whatever like mute moments of you know seeing you know religious experience whatever that is has been previously the atypical mode and you could do things to hack that like breath work psychedelics fucking states you know rewiring your brain with ideas and esoteric well, or but, whatever and now and that's I, the norm but i think the key the is okay so what i'm trying to show is the is this your mom's going down the rabbit hole whether it. she wants to or not well no no, no 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 the framework is apocalypses are, are engineered with with ritual in terms of like hey to join our new religious practice we need to do this exercise and this we drink this wine and those things modify they pull the strings of those same chemicals not everyone needs to see the full revel you know the the full release of the of the dmt into your brain some people just get a little tiny whiff of it and are connected to the other ones but in the times of apocalypse i think this is my theory that you have the people who are always swimming in those waters and the people who are never swimming in the waters but then suddenly there's this this gate that opens such that you kind of see each other you know it's all of a sudden it's like oh revelation and and i think that that's that's the thing that people who are like us who spend a lot of time up here we're talking about the finite points of that it's like it's hard for us to step away and just see the world with no weirdness for a second and then try and draw like 10 years old i mean i'm sorry what smartphones are only like 10 years old and we can't even like those documentaries saying how they're restructuring everybody's neurology and society now right so it's just, uh, you know and apps and shit so it's just like we are in such an interesting time i don't, i think there, even normal people aren't normal at this point it's a full-on full initiation and people who might have been on the fringe well are in the middle of it now that, and then people who are in the middle quote unquote are if you're whoever's quote normal i mean at this point is probably drinking heavily to maintain or medicating or whatever like they're like oh my god i can't handle this like it's probably terrifying you're right that's that's a lot of this discussion has to do with that the idea of their the the fallacy of normalcy anymore and again that sort of feels like the ritual part of this there's definitely part of the conspiracy part of my brain <laughs> well no 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 but 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 it, it's I think humans flock. The reason ritual happens is not because an individual plans it. It's no one was up there when the in the room where it happens. Sometimes we all like the beat comes in and we all play our part and we all see conspiracy. But you know what? It was just the dr beat of the drummer that we were all following. So I, I I'm not trying to wash hands of any responsibility, but I'm saying as we interface we have to be aware that it, it moves in all different directions right now. And I'm advocating for a very nuanced conversation quickly to bring some of the people from the simple POV up to just, 
you know, without scaring them, tell them that they're already part of the machine, whether they like it or not, because their data is out of there. But you, there are people who, like, if you went straight there, they'd be, like, pulling the shotgun out and, and you know, running down and burning down the fire, the the, the uh, power plant. Like, the, there's – it's a really, really wide range of – perception of reality and it's about to get weird and those who wield the knowledge and technology never seem to learn the lesson of atlantis and like you can't you know if if you perceive yourself to be the evolved ones higher evolved versus the other ones beware and i think that that's that's what I'm looking at when I see the current situation, I see two narratives. I see something that is just too perfect to be true. So that means like divine plan to me or like human manipulation in terms of release and the upshot of a lot of technologies all rolling out at the same time and monitoring and all that. It all happened in one really short window. And just like Patriot Act happened under 9-11, this stuff is happening now. And that to Raphael's point. And so there's that. And then there's the real weird stuff. And then there's the threat of the you know, I, I, I'm trying not to be a panic guy anymore, right? I, I realize I don't want to come off as a doom and gloom guy, but let's well, not at some pretend. Point you can only hold wait, your breath wait, increasingly me, so right. much. No, 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 no. So like, what I'm saying yeah, is, we have to be prepared for the super villains. The super villains are out there. Like, I think there's a perception in the New Age community that there are not supervillains because everyone's evolving into being superheroes. But if we look at the way evolution works, we, we should be seeing supervillains at the same time. And so what does a new 5D fight, quote unquote, look like to create a reality where we're literally imagining a universe we want to live in together. And that's what scares the shit out of me about the show. I, I'm only two episodes in on Amazon.com called Utopia because that's that's basically what it is. It's like a, everyone brings their own utopia, but you can't ever fully know the utopia because if you ever know the utopia, then it becomes the machine, which is the thing we're trying to warn ourselves of. There's a writing on the wall that is bigger than anything I see, and I see it everywhere, T2 Judgment Day, but it's we're here now. People are giving control over their lives to the machine before we fully committed to that, and it gets more and more every day. And I think we're due a human conversation before the quote unquote people who run the world decide to subjugate us in a way that maybe we're not aware is going on. Because I I have a feeling that's that's the thing. That's the itch to me. The itch is that there is far more pervasive computer control of our lives than the common person could accept right now I mean, just briefly i mean so what have you seen shadowgate by melee weaver no well there you go basically uh potentially every single bit ever transferred anywhere got entirely copied into a private 
right. network of corporations and right. what I would now assume kind of <clears throat> backdoor probably getting sold. That's just what I'm saying now to BlackRock, you know, for more advanced financial analytics and social engineering. But, you know, what else I would you do with it? One, one, one thing we seriously need to look at, and I'm saying this with all I'm, you know, I still have weed, but I'm like, I, this is not crazy stoners. We need to seriously consider the possibility that from square one, the internet has been nothing but a surveillance system of absolutely everyone connected to it, taking everything at all times, and then routing it to question mark. And because it, it's important to keep that question mark, because there's people who are like, oh, military industrial complex. That I, I've been looking at some, just the, the flow of the electrons. You follow the flow of the electrons back to the 40s. You have the Nazis in play. You've got all sorts of different forces in play at the advent of the necessary technologies. So I know you guys know there's many existing narratives. My point is, if we go too far down the narratives, we get people get lost of the very basic, just relax, relax for a second. What if, what if every network device, its primary intention was to absolutely take all of the data from the world around it? Like, and, and, and that's an extreme, right? Like, I, I don't think that I'm not, I, I'm, I, I'm not obsessed with that but i think that in order to fully appreciate the moral changes that are going to be required or the moral understandings of what we are and what we're going to be you really have to internalize questions like that because the moment you hook yourself up to the machine you answer yes and i'm okay with that to that question Going back in time, how would you feel if everything you've ever done online ever or in the presence of computers was analyzing data about you? How does that make you feel? Now, moving forward, knowing if you connect yourself to this thing physically, you have signed up that for life forwards and backwards. Like that is a huge threshold. And I think That's kind of what Christians think about God or the Akash and New Age. It's like there's a data record keeping. And I right. guess now it's material. Well, and I think this is this is the conversation to take to the people. But for the people who talk, Isn't those that what Snowden was doing kind of he was like y'all are basically under the microscope. No, no, Snowden's revelation was so small compared to what is likely happening, and the fact that he still is sitting in a bubble specifically in Russia. Now, keep in mind, guys, Russia. People forget Snowden is in Russia. Like it's it's all one story. There's a lot of noise, but it's all one story about secrets, who controls the secrets, the power structure and the algorithm that runs the money of the world. You can make it a compact little story, but people pull out all of the little conspiracies and narratives, and some are true, some aren't, some are half-truths. Everything's accusatory. Everything has to do with blame. But just look at humans' connectivity to computers, what that was up to this point, what it means going forward, what it means for the spirit, and that's where we are. The election is the distraction. The moment of human evolution is the story 
Hence, Apocalypse. Well, I think Raphael would probably go further than me. I mean, with Tartaria and resets and stuff. But I mean, I think it seems like a World War One and World War Two were pretty big shifts in that it's like we're going to wipe out large populations for various reasons, and we're going to make people hyped up in their animalistic natures to feel patriotism for for colors on a flag or or whatever. It gets tricky because I think at some level, um. How would I even put this? Like, it's all been kind of a social experiment since then, basically the turn of the 20th century. I mean, I think people were turning on to the fact that, like, we're very manipulable. And there's, I mean, that's the whole point of Freud and Jung and then getting into quantum mechanics. That's what they're publicly disclosing to us. And I'm not trying to be all paranoid, but it's like, I'm pretty sure Rafa would know more than me that, like, a lot of the tech that we started getting in the 50s and 60s was like Warner von Braun and stuff. They're like, we got the ship from aliens. Uh, Andreas has said that Nazis copied America with eugenics ultimately. So I I think there's like, you know, it's a bunch of fucking masks on a few people being like, we're going to control long game style where we want this thing going. Kind of like what the X-Files alludes to, but maybe a little different. Uh, Very much. So the X-Files mythos is very, not, not only that it's folded in with a lot of other sort of topics that I'm reluctant to, talk about right next now to these topics. It was always DC or the Pac Northwest, basically. Oh, right? Right. Which is funny, because they were always pretending they were in Virginia. Yeah, it's like a parking lot. Well, right, because they were the FBI. They were they stood all the time in Virginia pretending they were <laughs> they were here, pretending they were there. No, no, that was... They, they, they shot in Vancouver first, right? Like... Anyway, I don't know. But, um... But but yeah, there's something, I think everything kind of feels to be converging to the idea that all of these stories are myths that are on top of a single story that is, you don't want to get too close to. It's like, there's this unknowable center at the middle of all of it that is the sort of like the shape of the thing. And I think there's a lot of mythologies that have these like, it's the sacred geometry. It's you don't want to stare directly at the sun most of the time, I guess. I don't know. But but like there's, we're, we're to that point where all of your of eyes, this, a little black hole and it's like that. All the stories are aligning up such that when you pass through this moment, you can recreate all the stories again. Like with this twist of a paradigm, when the knee of the black hole is truly reached, then suddenly everything will look different. And then we'll know, you know, what direction, you know, we're, we're going to go. It's like we aim ourselves at it. It's like Star Trek Four, where they're trying to, you know, they travel through time by going around the sun. There's something to this, like where you get that, that, that point of liftoff. When you get through that, then you know. Um, and, and I think that you're right. World War One and World War Two are definitely those moments. And I think under this, you, you read all the tales. And so all of these mythological things are always happening. And there's magical stories throughout every single apocalypse. But for, for us who are living now, we can look at the histories and what, what they recorded after the fact. We can look outside the window and say, we're we're in the territory of a World War One, World War Two, if not something bigger. But it's not just 
it's not death count. That's that's the real no, important thing. To, it's it's psychological Look at the and spiritual changes. Running around being like, oh my god, who's the bad guy? It's like you're in war, bro. Right, right. And and you know, my my plan is declare bankruptcy. That's what Trump's good at, right? Like, let his final act be declare. You know, we we basically just need to rejigger the. You know, do a rapid restructuring, and and for better or for worse, a lot of businesses really did do a rapid restructuring around COVID. We just need to do that globally, and in the meantime, we'll have some stopgap like basic uh, in income. Um, and sure, will there be people who take advantage of such a system? Absolutely, but you know, there's ways to structure it that make sense. For example have dollar everybody who makes up to a certain amount of money gets the just typical universal basic income stuff it's enough to live on just like the pua was but if you work at walmart you get that on top of your pua and if you're everyone else you cannot if you're walmart you can't stop paying you can't start paying people less like you you just stop it there so like there's things that you can do but it's gonna if People realize how little sense this all makes, and if they really wanted to, how quickly they could contract so much of insurance and banking and all the medical. Well, I mean, but but hold on, but this is the but don't don't stop getting they in here. Just let me show you the picture, okay? What what I'm trying to do is show you what we need to be creating. All of the. And I'm not saying follow me. I'm I'm, this, I'm painting my picture, and then you put yours on top of it, and whatever. I mean, anyway. So, but it's all of the the banking and insurance and sales and administrate hospital administration, medical administration, overlapping medical license boards. All of these various things that don't need to exist military. could go away very quickly. And military, but these people would have to be retasked. Military couldn't go away until there we're done dealing with warlords in foreign countries. Military going away is a generational but that's my point thing. With, like that's a, but I mean, no, 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 no. But but this is this quests. is the we're doing the work here. This is the work. Okay, side quest. Military is a side quest. Actually, that's what I'm saying. Right. When you say there's a guy in the cave, well, let's go get the bad guys. It's like this is no. This is what I'm saying is behind that. What I'm saying is more important than starting to move the military, which is a machine by its very nature built to be immovable. Okay, that's its purpose. That's you. You can get cynical about it, but it serves a purpose. That is a side quest right now. The military, we need to be whole and functioning in case the rest of society collapses for one of many different reasons. And that does not mean police actions on the street. It means just being nice people and helping support structures because that's what the military is really great at. Logistics. Going back to the Roman army. That's their main purpose. So don't get too confused. In times of war, they would come home and be our domestic logistics if, like, society collapsed. So, like, hold off on the military. What I'm saying is, today... In a year, you could eliminate 90% medical billing jobs, insurance jobs, marketing jobs, advertising jobs, 
many media jobs that Andrew are like Yang was blog getting, spams. They're out like, anyway because of technology. Right. But what I'm saying is we need to admit this and come up with a very quick plan. And it and Yang is Yang would be high on my list of people to listen to because he knows his shit. I think the kind of outspoken leadership to mash heads together he does not have, but that he's a very, he's one of the few shining stars, I think. And he's a Chinese guy. How crazy is that? Um, which is good, but doesn't play well in the red States, which we have to admit is a thing. We can't pretend the, the thing is like, for example, COVID, right? People go back to Trump and they say, you've managed COVID so poorly, Right. We, we, the, the people that he has to manage cannot change overnight their way of thinking. If the government, the damn government comes in and tells everybody they got to take a mask on to close their businesses immediately, it might look a lot worse than it does. And it looks pretty freaking bad. America is a unique culture, which is a its states are different cultures, very different cultures, sometimes like different nations. People don't really understand that about the United States. Sometimes it's the same all throughout. In other little pockets, it's like suddenly you're in someplace really, really different. And we did some weird stuff with racism and on the backs of racism that makes it very, very tricky. And there are some very slow motion moving governments, school districts, you name it, that are also the place that gives us the the armed forces and the structure of the country. It's a complex puzzle. So, you know, you talk about restructuring the military Yes. No, I was just saying, Can we immediately start drawing start back dying. and coming back here? Yeah, but first we've got to be able to talk about a foreign policy with with you know these people that's honest. And I think from where I'm standing, everyone's fucking compromised. So no one in positions of power I'm sorry, can act. Sorry, just briefly. I oh, mean, am I going? What to... has been happening the last four years in terms of military intervention in the United States? What has been happening in terms of domestically, like, or, or do you mean internationally? Oh, what has the United wars. States been doing? Well, they've been continuing. I mean, the, the story is that they've been drawing down in Afghanistan, but that continues. Certainly within the last four years, they've escalated with Iran a lot. And I think the big deal with the United States right now is the Middle East power structure is so connected to the economies that the people who run it don't understand a world where that is not a thing. Like they literally cannot comprehend it on a fundamental level other than an existential threat to everyone's existence. They're a little right in that a radical change like that on a global scale, no such thing has ever been attempted, let alone done. Um, and the idea of some sort of like evolution or bloodless revolution is probably laughable to most people, certainly the people in the military. So you look at how they're looking at things, and I would guess they look at people, you know, radicals online 
as a threat. So they've been looking at across both domestically and internationally people who want to upset that balance. But then you have old school Israel, Iran, Saudi Arabia. They're making friends with all the business countries. This is the this is the bullshit, right? Trump wants to he's playing into the rapture card for people like my mom. He's he's making peace in the Middle East. So they believe he is on the side of the Lord. But what he's doing is he's going to, you know, business countries, making, extending the idea that the United States will create a market for oil past where we need to have it. So then those people get nodded in with Israel's foreign policy. So you have a foreign policy that is Israel, the business interests in the Middle East, and Saudi Arabia. Arabia in the in America in the most bizarre collection versus Iran and the more which is interesting because if you look at Shia Muslims on its fun, on their fundamental levels they're the ones who are saying we can change it whereas the 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 Sunnis are strict constructionists but there's this weird kind of fascist connection between the Trumps the Zionist Jews now there's there's Jews are everywhere and Jews are coming every flavor, shape, size, political orientation, whatever. Israel has moved nothing but right, right, right since they assassinated Itzhak Rabin and then let the guys who assassinated him go after something like 15 years. Like Israel has done nothing but slide further and further and further to the right. And all of these settlements, they've been encroaching upon these lands. Now, to be fair, it's not like we had modern borders and that there was a Palestine that had a modern operating national government and borders like, you know, their Western counterparts at the time. However, there were a lot of territories with different lands and villagers, which they scooped up and made part of Israel and then, you know, went to various wars and slowly but surely took the rest of their tribal lands, not unlike the Americas did there for a while, too. So we're, we're a bit of a, a soul brothers. Now, now, before you get too cynical on America and Israel, understand this is every conquering <laughs> race ever, right? Like this is the, the difference is the the planet ran out of fresh real estate that's that's the difference the planet ran out of fresh real estate so so america and israel they kind of get the 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 knock but they were sort of like the the last forces that moved around and obviously the soviet union would like to have a word or two but but for the most part for the most part um there, there's no unincorporated land and that's that's new so this is a power structure that is very complicated because it is both trying to hold up old structures based on moves that the United States made in terms of um, oil um, partners. And, and everyone was partners here. Like, it, America may act in imperial ways, but America does not go in without British money, British banks, and Saudi kings, right? Like, you know, America d puts on a good show, but generally when these things happen, there is a larger global force at play. That's why it's really confusing because America likes to tell it like we're the only power, right? But the thing is, 
when you step back, you can see two major powers. And it, it and Russia is playing, you know, it's Russia, China, and then this um, the British Petroleum Empire of of old, right? And how they how that is broken up in the age of new technology and what needs to be a new global currency system is everything. Now, how much do we look at why we need to change it now as, oh, the reason we got here, those bad people did this to us? No. Well, I mean, this is the system that we all got. And and if there are current bad actors that need to be punished, I'm all for punishing them. But at the end of the day, and this is easy for me to say, right? I'm a white male who lives in a, a white middle-aged male who lives in America who is smoking weed and you know, it's I, it's really easy for me to say all of this, right? Like, uh, hey guys, everyone can be nice to America, right? But here's the thing: America's got to got to prove that we've been worth it. America now needs to give back intellectual property, art, work with the world, use the resources that we've learned to do these amazing things. We still do. America still makes the most amazing stuff. Period. America still makes the most amazing stuff until someone shows me otherwise. Now, yes, you could beat us out with a weapon, Russia, because no one thinks as darkly and as dangerously as Russia. But like in terms of like stuff that people like, America does a pretty fucking good job. Too good a job. As a matter of fact, we've put our own people into slavery force feeding ourselves too many calories and too much energy for the world's entertainment sometimes let's not for let's not forget that aspect of things too but the thing is at some point we need to just say chapter 13 declare reorganization intellectual property copyright everyone gets a remix and then we build a system where everyone works fucking less, is happier, we get more accomplished, and we don't hate our fucking lives. And what we can do as the top-line developed world nations is make making the rest of the world happy our fucking job. Because... We all came from those places. The thing that let us get to these high and mighty ivory towers of thought are the people on the other end in the mines with the rare earth metals in our electronics. So the least we can do as a species is make sure they get 40-hour work weeks, are happy with their lives, Netflix, because we're all on the same interconnected fucking rock. So am I angry? Am I happy? Am I thrilled? I don't know. I feel like there's people who are finally willing to listen to the way all of these crazy ideas fit together and to maybe just maybe say there's a chance. Now, this is not something that can happen overnight. Don't get me wrong. This is not like, oh, we can go out and build this world. But together, together, everyone must yes and, oh, and, and we can do this and we can do this and we can do that. Oh, wow. And we can do this. Not your idea sucks. It, it doesn't work. That thing doesn't work. And it has to be a generations long thing. And the only thing we have to do in the next preferably three weeks is realize we have a fundamental problem and we need to focus on a positive 
vision for our species, which should not be eluding us with all of the fucking genius and abilities that we have as a species. Rant done. Well, there's a lot of presuppositions on all sides. Oh, I'm trying to yeah. Think. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm, in reading the Gene Keys, I'm very much under the impression that we're in an evolutionary phase, so we don't have to maybe force an intellectual decision. We're going to start going from a certain position, i.e. the Ajna, the third eye, to the We all have our roles to play, Jim. Don't read your own reading as everyone's. Well, that's kind of the bottom line. Everyone's got their own perspective. Right. Um, I'm saying, right in this more, moment. Uh, the more, I guess, hmm, it's not easy, but I'm having to trust the process. I think that's the whole point. Wasn't some basketball player all about that recently in the past few years? Like, trust the process, trust the process. It's like, it doesn't make sense, but I have a feeling, uh, whether one is a theist or not or whatever, it's like... Um, forces are balancing in a sense and it's it looks it does take a lot of momentum to go from basically a subjugated ignorant populace who's just told certain things about reality to a more you know sovereign reality sometimes Um, tireless conscious effort but yeah absolutely yeah, it depends on, like, charts, <laughs> depends on everything. I mean, it depends on what you prefer, I guess. You know, it depends on what you have to do, doesn't it? You know, it's kind of life. You do what you have to do. Right, but then exactly. the tricky part is, like, people. some people say you have to go do X, and it's like, that's their trip. What do I, that's the whole point of go, looking at it. This is, this, this is the meta paradox we're living in in this moment, Jim. Yeah, so, I mean, it's happening. It's always been happening, and it's speeding up. The analogy I was kind of using the other day with Wally Schwold, who was on the podcast, is like an hourglass, where it's like the movement of the sand when you flip an hourglass is minimal, but we're at the end of that, so the speed at which the sand grains slide towards that hole is faster, relatively speaking. So it's very unsettling times, very shifty times, but at the same time, it's all moving. We're never off path. Right. In a certain way. So it's like this, yeah, there's a lot of bifurcations, a lot of choices. Um, I mean, Raphael could probably speak to this more than I could, but it's like everything's been agreed upon. This is all working, and it might not make sense to proof on the cortex minds. It might not make sense to free market capitalism. It might not make sense to you know Christian Judeo ethics, or you know what I mean. But some well, level, it's I, like I, it's all fine, well, and it's well, just working I, itself out in that sense. Well, I think there's you have to be very honest about no 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 this plane could crash and could all in disaster like i mean at least in this moment i'm not saying you lead out with it but i think that the important thing to know is that you know it doesn't mean that we're going to hold hands and america is going to reopen better than to the american audience america is going to open better than ever uh you know three months from now it's not that at all um i mean it's possible but and, and it's about, you know, having that, that potential positive outlook. But for me, I, I think maybe what I'm trying to illustrate to you is there's this weird thing about when it's not times of apocalypse, 
it's crass to just say things. You need to make art. It's all about making the story and you draw the focus over here. But then not to at be a too partic- abstract, it's always a story. It's always art. All right. Art. But so at a particular time, that thing. line between those two things comes down. And then it's like your life becomes story and the storytelling is talking to truths. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. It's going to look different, but it seems you prefer being in the maelstrom. So you're gonna, oh, you're gonna and I find... would not recommend. I would not recommend this to anyone. I would not. Not. I mean, if this is your thing, like me, I would. You know, it's always nice finding companions and and whatever. But nope, would not recommend this to anyone. It's just my it's my path. As soon as I find a really nice off ramp, um, preferably with some companionship. Um, <laughs> I'll be on it. Uh, but I feel like, but I really do. I just, you know, I mean, you know me in time, right? Like, I don't know if people, if anybody is listening who's heard me before, like, I've had a couple of real, like, no, something as big as going to, but I, I literally, the beginning of COVID was mid March. And I said, Jim, something big is coming mid March several months before. And it, it's, I, those same things that have become more and more clear over time that I have documented. Like I know no one's a glutton for punishment to go through all of my videos and look at it, but I, I documented some crazy stuff and, but it's not about that, you know, and I, it was for a while for me, it was that for that for a while. But what I've come to sort of really understand is it's really just about like building the bridge of the story. So the other people who are listening to us now can hear one side or the other of the argument and then see the greater of the whole for watching of have the discussion. And of course we've been trying to do this, you know, you every day with many people around the world face to face, very intensely. And I've been working this other angle and now we're sort of like coming back into this place where it's all seeming to line up. So it's hard not to see like, oh, of course this all had, you know, of course this is part of a plan and happening on purpose. And, you know, but for a lot of people, those words just are non-starters. Everything happens for a purpose because you have to go back to square one and say, well, when you say purpose, (laughs) let me tell you about the perception of time. And we don't have to go through those conversations, but someone needs to go through a lot of those conversations on individual basis and do this, the the work. And yeah, obviously creation of media is a way to do this stuff. But but again, this is, I, I'm an advocate for, there's some real like secret little, little magic things in there, like little meetings you didn't understand were meetings like the you know the the spreading the good news has to be done most effectively in person on the one-to-one the volume of download and synchronization cannot be simulated with a one directional video or you know a podcast you listen to or even you know a video facetime call it's that's why this covid thing is so weird i you know, it wouldn't surprise me if if it was some sort of operation to get people to stop and look at their lives and, and just basically deciding to crash us into a wall saying, no, 40% of the people are unhappy and should get divorces. Yes, this is going to be in a disaster in the, in the short term, but ultimately we need to look at who we are rather than, you know, live these fake lives. Um, and as a person who did that, ahead of time 
maybe I can help some people not make as many disastrous mistakes as I made along the way. Um, well, it reminds me a little of American Beauty. It's like there's a crescendo, but instead of maybe somebody pulling a trigger on us because we they kissed us and we didn't want them to or something, Kevin Spacey style, it's like, yeah, we have a moment of pause. And I don't know, it's chicken-egg shit. It's like, is this being orchestrated for this to happen? Is this in the astrology and this is how it's manifesting? That's how I look at it. It's like, look, there's a pattern. How does that flush out? I mean, if you put 2 plus 2 equals 4, and then you look down, it's like, there's two eggs, and there's two eggs, and now we have a four-egg omelet. Okay, well, that's how it manifested. So, you know, one it's of, like the math is there, and then it's just a matter of going from a mat, you know, prefab or whatever to actualized or something like that. I, I yeah, sorry, I, I was going to go down a trail talking about uh, movies, but maybe to bring it back to to Twin Peaks and a fiction and the meta monomyth, because I think that's that's a good way of coming full circle. Um, because this is in the age of social media where we're all writing reality from all of our individual perspectives, we're creating this like crystalline tapestry of a view of our species that has never been nothing even conceivable has happened before. And so a world that is so well documented that could so obviously be simulated creates a point from which you have no way of knowing if you're living in a simulated reality. And this is stuff that's retread. But I think the point when the devoutly religious understands the sort of religious ramification of that idea and when the sort of hardline atheists who get the simulation part start to feel it in their gut that's that's the bridge coming together and you know and it is obviously but but yeah that's that's the cops going into the woods and seeing the fucking guy disappear in the lodge i mean yeah like hey we're practically doing this and there's magic too so it's funny because I guess I'm at a point where not, I mean, this is what psychedelics prepare us for, but this is also in times. This, I mean, like I said, the nature of the sand grains going down the hourglass towards the end is rather radical, comparative to like how it was just sitting. You know, the things we've had the luxury of sitting on top. All it's always, always, it's always been this dynamic at a level, and now it's crossed the threshold, which I think is like 2012, which like crossed the galactic center, and now we're shifting as species and we're going from certain presuppositions genetically and culturally and mythically and now we're having to go through the camel's eye and come out the other side and we will um so yeah i think i think it's gonna surprise people i i mean hopefully it will be a pleasant surprise like how fast it will move i wouldn't be surprised if some so everyone's been like they've been testing the waters for alien aliens and all of that and people don't bat an eye harry reed has been saying we should let people know i i i think we right now are playing in the pools of a kind of revelation to people that i feel like there's something there right like there's some confirmation once you get past the threshold that yes we've had 
contact with ourselves in another universe. Yes, we've had various different intelligent life and we wanted to make sure we weren't being tricked. And yeah, I mean, like it's there are a lot of things are on the table. And if America is holding a lot of secrets close to the vest and not working, say, in conjunction with Russia or China versus there's an underground singular communications with alien system, like the, these sorts of things we can actually talk about now. I don't think we could have seriously talked about them with the Christian right where it was, but there's something desensitizing about what's going on. And that's part of this apocalypse mechanism in my mind that like, you're just so blown out. It's like, yeah, of course there's aliens, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I feel like that, of course. Well, that's like a trip at first. You're like, what the fuck's going on by the end of the trip? You're like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean... we are. Well, again, we're we're sort of pushing the entirety of what we're talking about doing is pushing the entirety of our civilization through Ch- Chapel Perilous is, is is really what we're talking about because you're you're asking all of us to change. What we, such a such a move would be asking ourselves to to consider such a perspective shift on a global scale that's never happened except in science fiction. But the good news is we have, you know, a hundred years now of science fiction that's prepared us for exactly this moment from many different perspectives so that everyone can go, oh, it's like in this book. Oh, it's like in this movie. Oh, it's like in the force. Oh, it's like in that. Because that's what the model well, we give ourselves enough echoes on the front end to basically soften the blow, the shock to our psyche in the dream. I mean, right. I, Raphael's been more quiet, but I think that's what it is. Like, we're always progressing. And it's just, we talked about this with Wally. It's like, the circle is the circle, and sometimes it's all white, and there's a uh, pixel of black, and then it shifts. It goes, you know, divergently between the two poles, and we're just shifting into another percentage or something. And it, nothing is just anything. It's fascinating. We have to be here, I think, presuppositionally, and, you know, we're not going to be given more than we can handle. The Bible tells us all sorts of crazy shit. I mean, even if you're getting to like just like biblical stories, it's like true in a sense. It's like, oh, hey man, how are we gonna win this war? There's like, there's chariots of fire, motherfucker. It's like, what are you talking about? Peels back the veils, like, check that shit out. It's like, there's a lot more to the picture than meets the eye, and a lot of people get stuck on political parties and eye level shit. And not that that doesn't matter, because that's the gloves through which the doctor's operating, uh, in the kind of like pre, you know, um, pre me baby incubator tube thing like that's how the hands come into like culture is what we play with but at the same time it's like there's multiple levels of reality going on and it all wants to keep going i imagine uh so it's not going to stop but it's just going to change that's you know the book of changes it don't stop it just shifts musical chairs yeah yeah and what we're doing now i I think the populist interaction with media has given us, but more so the tech companies, the ability to literally envision and create reality. You, we, the three of us, are in this moment helping. We're to... always probably doing it. Like I said earlier, with the test, we were looking down. We were so oh. busy about like wife, kids, uh, right. Coke, and now right. I was like, oh shit. I mean, right. I guess I'm still the rest of my life. <laughs> so all all wars, all apocalypses, redistribution, uh, or a not redistribution so much as a battle for influence over the story. And 
when you have, you know, your news and your journalism and your government and your your academics and it's all one functioning government and things you are kind of hunky. Gonna be Flynn's. There's been Flynn since 2012, turning. No, 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 no. I don't know if I like this. This isn't quite what I thought it was. And some people are doubling down and going down with the Death Star or whatever, but... Right, no, right, I'm but sure. I'm saying all all of them are part of the thing, but yes, we are having that that we are having that party now. The Force Awakens, dare we <laughs> yes, say? Yes, that, that party feels like it's happening, um, and people are are going all in. Um, but I but I think that, you know, the people who are going are hopefully the ones who are the ones who are going to create a positive vision that the other ones will say, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then, you know, whether it is a way to divide as a species, which I see as inevitable. I don't think that I think the timeline is so short in terms of education on the people who need to get accustomed to how weird things are about to get. The the If you just look at how people modify their PCs. It, once people start modifying their brains, and the, it, it's this is the underlying thing that people feel about the fabric of society that it won't hold because people, once they get the power to go weird, get really weird. Um, and so uh, so I'm offering. Not, it's all energy, dude. It's such I'm offering energy myself. I'm offering myself as an extreme weird. So you'll be like, well, at least you're not as weird as that guy. The way I look at it kind of is like, you know, in a football game, like there's a lot of people who've been starting on offense and defense that's been cultured generally, and whether it's politics or military or whatever, there's, and now we're at a point where it's like, we need a field goal kicker. And there's only a, he's, there's some people who've been sleeping on the bench the whole time and everyone counted them out or whatever. And it's like, it's their time to shine. And that's, is right. it the Rainbow Warriors of Light or however you want to put this sleeper cells right. of love? Right. And they're going to come online and just be like, fuck it. We know what to do. We're here. Chill out. I, you know what I thought of it? I, I, you know, like all those, the broken toy army from Toy Story. That's how I kind of feel like it is. It's like suddenly all the broken toys are coming out from under the bed to fight Sid. Great film. Yeah. Well, we have another guest, so we should probably wrap this up. Um, Rafa, you've been quiet. You got any thoughts? Well, you know how I view it, so what can I say? It's all gonna be fine. And of course, it may be rattling when one, basically what came up multiple times visually was the idea of some sort of artificial separation. And it's usually the issue we're having, just like you said, oh, the tech is watching me. Of course, I mean, of course, I'm interested in myself. The tech is also me. It's a whole different question as to, you know, all the background motivations and background dealings and the real purpose and how it's been structured. We've been discussing this on quite a few shows and there's, you know, a lot to rearrange for sure, just as there's obviously a lot to rearrange within our individual belief systems and lives. And uh, you asked, uh, Corey, like, who's going to be the one, you know, being a good example um, to inspire, merely inspire others? Well, Corey is going to be you and me, of course. Who else? So, um, yeah. Yep. That's well, all I have to say. One 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 lift ride at a time, man. One lift ride at a time. Just make sure you get their consent before you film. I'm oh no no no. I'm not t- I'm just talking about the conversations at this point. I'm but you could totally do like a com- Yeah, you should totally ask them. Well, you should totally ask them if they're up for guys, that. It's so fun. Guys. 
I'm me, and I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I'm going to start doing Lyft. Do you, do you really think I haven't considered this? Well, no, obviously. All right, so, uh, we're expecting it. Thank you. All yeah, right. I was just waiting for you to get out of the whole I gotta convince my mom she's wrong moment or something. It's like, fuck it, dude. Yeah, you can't. Uh, oh, one day you'll understand the, the puppetry we were pulling on there, by God. Oh, you have no idea. Anyway, thank you. Uh, you any party thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, help. Um, it's like, um, anyone spacecadet.com. Uh, I'm not, it's, it's a paradox because I, I don't want to create like a typical YouTube subscriber situation. I see this as a, a kind of project we're all working on and you can join in it for a particular amount of time. Like it's, I, I'm trying to in, on the ground in real life when I'm not, you know, out talking about the nature of the universe, like trying to let people know that it's going to be a mess, no matter who quote unquote wins the election the day after that it's, I mean, we all know this, but like start making practical discussions so that it just doesn't immediately become, they suck. Um, so that's, that's kind of like what I'm working on. Also, I'm trying to inform people about the apocalypse at the same time, again, a paradox. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I've, the story of what's going on with me, if you're into such things, I've gotten pretty decent about not putting too much material out too often, but, uh, some fascinating things are going on and definitely keep the next 36 hours. Look out. Um, that's going to be something. Well, I don't know if you looked at the comments on that 10, 10, 10, 10, uh, thing, but I was like, let's write a musical. I think we should do that. <laughs> I think it might be fun. It might help you cope through this. Take I a think, long hit for me. Corey. I think apocalypse, apocalypse, the musical, man. Apocalypse let's meow. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 discuss the title later. Word. I think. But I, I mean, think music's not hard. I could be helping with that. And but I, but like, I want to get like the biggest, most insane team ever. Like, I want to do like apocalypse musical with like because the thing is, people don't have long sustained amounts of uh, of time to put into creative projects but if you can just say hey everybody in this week this amazing group of creative people are going to get together and do something structured like this um people are people are down if you can especially the biggest deal today is focus everything is about focus that distraction thing that's a real real issue for many of us including myself just being distracted by notifications what you're doing the computer comes out of nowhere and, and like i know some of you are pronoic about it you're like okay whatever some of us think that we have a job to do to actually shape these things and for those of us who are like me uh be aware when you're in a train of thought and you're thinking of a particular thing a notification can come in and derail you off your direction and sometimes it's the universe reminding what, you you need to do it. But other, but, but they find their way in in funny ways. I'm just, just be aware and look around that there is, it, 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 there is a machine that is built to do nothing but make you like it more and spend more money that doesn't know any better. That is driving. 
bad decision making on a fundamental level. It's like the core coding of the algorithm doesn't know how to be any better. And they and all of the algorithms are based on these fundamental flaws. Like it's an error in philosophical code in the computer code. And that I believe the way that I just expressed it is the most succinct way. And then if you can yeah, imagine like that in, dilemma, in, in multiple dimensions, that's that sort of like, and you don't have to be scared of it. For a long time, I was scared of it. Now I see it as long as you can see the, the what we've done. But it's such a, it, it's like what, the way I use to break, the, the method I've been using to break people's, the computer people's mind, and I'm a computer people a person to most people, but then to real computer people, I'm an artist. It's it's part of the frustration. But to to the real computer people, I try to break their brains like this. You have to consider a universe where mathematics itself is a part of something that includes not mathematics, that the rationality of mathematics could be inherently irrational into a larger system that may be able to influence the system. This is a big step towards explaining like faith to math people, because it's literally like that episode of Star Trek where Spock breaks the computer's brain. Like most of them, you're a lot of them. It's kind of like holding them down and waterboarding them with it. You don't have to. You don't have to get them to agree logic is bad, but there is a logical construct that many people who believe in science, like a religion, don't they miss a gaping hole in their programming. And this is one of the problems that is, is sort of at the core of all of this is that you cannot make an assumption that everything can, or for that matter, should be quantified. But there are people who on an innate level believe that to be the case. That does not make them wrong. It just makes them oriented differently from people who see the opposite. Some people switch back and forth. Some people see both at the same time. It's a weird way to see the world. But because that computer machine, you know, you opened with the industrial, the military industrial complex um, uh, drop, it was, the thing is, it's not just the military industrial complex. It's the industrial complex, industrial complex. It's Henry Ford and then the computers. And sure, tying to tying guns to it that was that has problems associated with it but it's the speed of the physical machine and we cannot question the fundamentals of there must always be growth which any reasonable person should step back from a market and say that's irrational and if it's been behaving on such a fundamentally irrational assumption for such a long time what does that mean it means it's built up a lot of irrational growth and that that right there is the fundamental flaw of the US stock market but it's also the flaw of all global markets ever. And this one is processing in our, it actually, like, the, the, what is going on, it's basically just put tech companies in control of absolutely everything because they helped us through the COVID panic. Like, if you really look what's going on. So this is a present thing that you need to think about. 
I've gotten past the point where I'm panicking, but it, if it comes up in conversation, you could you should recognize that it's a thing and that we all get drawn into this this web because it's been part of it. Not to say that there's not some form of computer intelligence and in existence on the far side of this that's part of us and part of spirituality. That's a different problem. I'm talking about a nuts and bolts, just like a tax system can be broken, the sort of AI search interface with the computer social ad-driven model that is itself alive in a way could be seen as an enemy that might need to be defeated. That's as gent gently as I think I've ever said that. Well, we shall see where this story goes. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Corey. I mean... Uh I'm just important. People trust your process. Where you're at is exactly where you need to be. It might not always be comfortable, but it's where you need to be. So fret not, as Jesus would say. Thank you guys for listening to my spew. Always, dude. Well, Take it thank easy. you, Jim. Uh, thank Take you, Corey. Take an extra and, and uh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, the issues you pointed out just now, I basically just agree. To me, these things have been obvious for quite some time. And there's, you know smaller and larger mechanics and systems and perspectives nested within all of that. Certainly, I can just reinforce the idea we are facing the idea of an apocalypse, the coming down of the masks, and uh, at the very least, let's say a great reformation. So yeah, everyone enjoy that process and enjoy yourselves. Radio Radio Pokey Talk, 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 Radio Pokey Tal